summon from Montgomery. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Cutting Weight. I'm your host, Mike Stahl. To my left, Shane McDonough. To my right, Jim Ayers. Just uh, a few bicentennial babies on the on the prowl here. Shane, you're not a bicentennial. No, baby. I was you're a year later. Sorry, loser. Anyway, welcome back to another episode where we're we're built here, we're structured so that you have an opportunity to kill time that might be otherwise well spent. So congratulations on finding some time to kill, and we're going to help you do that. We've got a outstanding show here coming here tonight. Uh, we've got one of our largest, one of our biggest hosts, our guests here for the show. Like and literally, one of the biggest, probably. Not, not, not success-wise, but just by just frame <laughs> yeah, and structure. Girth. Yeah, absolutely. So we're excited to talk about that. We're going to talk to you a little bit about the beer we're drinking tonight here on a, my gosh, just a picturesque northeastern Ohio night. Spring, spring in uh, northeast Ohio couldn't get much better than this today. It's like high sixties, sunny out and there, about. There's People. no heaters in the cabin running today. No daisy spring first. Sprung. No, it's only just our, our gears grinding keeping this cabin warm. So there's right a pretty now. good chance the lights will not flicker today, like normal. Well, the septic tank will still cut on and off. <laughs> well, so well, it's it's a step up from what we're used to. I think, regardless. <laughs> no, absolutely. No, I think you're gonna. Uh, yeah, we're in for a real good show, and I, I think you guys are feeling the same way we're feeling. The light, the sun is still up as we're uh, recording here today, and um, I hope you guys are all enjoying the the spring that uh, that we're all feeling right now. So, Shane, you've uh, brought yet another beer to us today that, again, is a, uh, I think Shane called them pounders. This is an extra, this is an extra big pounder Yeah, it's here. a large This pounder. is a crowler. Yeah, wow. Okay, tell us a little bit about what's, uh, what's going on here, Shane. So I uh, went to the rock hall today with my son, something to do, the, uh, the wife and daughter are out of town. So we stopped at Noble Beast Brewing Company right down on the lakeside. Um, Brian's a big drinker, right? He actually, it was funny. It was his huh. first time. He it, doesn't drink often, but when he does, like, when he, he does, really does, he likes it. He really he gets does like it. I mean, 14 year olds, his, his, uh, not, his tolerance is not real high. <laughs> no. So, Brian, yeah, Brian drug you down to the brewery, and you're like, Brian, I just really, I just want like a seltzer or a hard cider or something. He's like, He's like Dad. Dad, we're drinking. We're at a brewery. We're drinking, you goddamn pussy. We're downtown. <laughs> We just left the Rock and Roll Hall of mom, Fame. Mom, mom and her sister, they're out of here. It's God's weekend, and we're not doing spritzers. My God, Jim Morrison and Jimi Hendrix didn't die on cocaine for you to come down here and have a hard cider, Dad. All right, I'll take a Hefeweizen. <laughs> I guess I'll, I'll have a Blue Moon. Do you guys have Blue Moons? I have a, an orange slice with that as well. It's good for potassium. Shane. I'm sorry, Shane. Did oh, we, were we, you I talking? Like we I think you just hijacked my uh, beer. <laughs> My beer today, thank you. No, I'm not. I'm not surprised. But it was Brian's first time sitting at the bar somewhere. They said us at the bar, so that's a big day for a father and son. That's I think so. Day. Yeah, he had some chicken wings and a coke. I mean, my dad was a big fan of whenever we'd go to like Perkins or Denny's. Like you know, everyone else is getting seated. My dad was like, "We're in a hurry. We're sitting at the bar." <laughs> I'm not surprised knowing <laughs> yeah. your dad. Yeah, he didn't have time for any of that mess. We'd sit at the bar anyway. So uh, Brian. Um, Brian did not drink noble at Noble Beast Brewing Company okay, for the record, but, but we we got a crawler of uh, what is called the Sith Lord Analog IPA Volume One. That's quite a quite a mouthful, but it's a it's a IPA. It says IPA International, whatever that means. Seven percent, thirty IBUs, bunch of different hops. It doesn't say if they were dry. Oh, it does say quadruple dry hopped, of course. Thirty only thirty IBUs. You said. Only 30 IBUs. Not so real bitter. Not bitter for a super duper. 
Were they? Uh, it's a little fruit. It's more fruity, I'd say. Were they mentioned bitter. like any kind of type of aggression involved in the hopping of this beer? No, no. House that's what, like, that's and, what you could tell. Like as soon as you said thirty IBUs, I'm like, this was hopped this by was, a bunch of. This was passively hopped. Yeah, there, there was no hopping going on. No, 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 no aggression skip. at all. But I, I like well, that's it. That's good. It's got because little... I brought my own beer. <laughs> <laughs> because uh, that was spring break for the kids here, and um, this that's is it. we're done. We're done with this one. <laughs> this is actually a really good beer from what I tasted here just recently. It's, it's fantastic, and it's, it's home brewed. And again, Noble Beast Brewing Company. If you're listening, we are looking for um, we are looking for a, a number of sponsors, or at least one would be nice. Yeah, let's start with one. <laughs> yeah, so we'll start with one. But you've got a fine beverage here on your hands, and thank you for uh, Shane for bringing it. It's a fine. It's a fine brewer. Jim and I usually stop there uh, when we're tailgating for Browns games. We'll uh, it's right by where we tailgate. We'll go over and grab one. Yeah, it's an easy walk to Brown Stadium. Uh, they do have really cool beers there. It's a cool place. It was, I think, the guy that runs it used to be the head brewer or one of the head brewers at um, Platform. Ooh, over little on the bifurcation yeah, here, he got, a little competition. Uh, he was you know, ushered out. Oh, I think he chose to go out. I mean, from what I've heard. Okay. You know, but it, there's, there's a lot of behind the scenes. Let's stuff dive there. deep into that yeah, next I episode. I know, I know nothing more about it. <laughs> Let's bring him on. I might have just made that up. So. Yeah. Without further further ado, though, like I'm really excited for our guest today, Mike. So if you if you don't mind, I'd like to just get him in the mix right now. Uh, no, uh, that's approved. Go ahead. All right. Well, so <laughs> this fellow that we got with us today, he's a, a, a guy that Shane and Mike and I have known for over 20 years now. We met him at John Carroll, and I mean personally, the first time I met him, I wasn't sure what to think of this very large mohawked man. Um, doing God knows what at a party and uh, kind of scratched my head a little bit and I probably wanted to find out more about what made this made this dude tick. And uh, oh boy, did I. Um, <laughs> he's one of my best friends. Really did, he was yeah. one of my best and you know favorite teammates and we went through Carol together, wrestled together, hung out together and we still remained very close friends. Still try to talk to him on a pretty regular basis and I think he's going to be an awesome guest, have a lot of crazy funny stories and have a good time. Today's guest for us at Cutting Weight, we're happy to introduce Mr. Rich Eslich. Rich, how are you, buddy? Fantastic. Glad to be here. Thanks, guys. Yeah, no, we're, we're super pumped to have you. I mean, uh, just like we could probably spend like 10 hours just going over stories of uh, Rich Eslich. We've related. got the time. Yeah, I mean, I, I got nowhere to be. I might. Be, I, mean, I think, is, I, I, think I'm, I'm actually might be sleeping in Cutting Weight Cabin. This is about cutting weight, and uh, if you've got the time, we're willing to spend it with you. But uh, this guy's chocked full of stories, chocked full of uh, personality, and uh, every, and, he's, and I think he's trying to chalk himself full of bourbon too right now. <laughs> he's but, very good at that. But I will say it's that apple juice. Just about every every guest that we've had on the show has also said, "Hey, you should have Rich Eslich on the show," and we're like. We know. We, we will. Know. We will sometime. But, but then, we, had so, to, we had to gain like a certain Yeah, I mean, once, notoriety. once we got to like four yeah. followers, and I thought like then we were ready. Yeah. <laughs> Rich said, give me a call when it's eight. <laughs> and then, you know, 17 shows later, here we are. Right. Episode 17 of Cutting Persistence Weight. pays off. Bingo. Bingo. Should, we, should we give a little, I mean, a little background? No one's going to tell me when to stop hanging out with my buddies, recording our conversations and drinking heavily. Yeah, so so you know, I, I met Rich um, my freshman year at John Carroll. He was he was a year older than me, but uh, I met. Well, he's him. more than a year older than you. 
School-wide, <laughs> academically. We're, no one really knows his age for he sure. Was held, <laughs> he was held back three years in college. Like, no one's ever found some his actual parents, birth certificate. Some parents do it early on. If you're paying tuition, <laughs> you, yeah, I'll tell you what. Yeah. yeah no, they, we decided to hold, hold Rich back a year, his sophomore year in college. <laughs> it was the right time. It was the right thing to do. He was ready. But, you know, really, he wasn't. So It was a maturity year. And it didn't. his, his maturity didn't really show. Enough. If anything, I think anything I think it went it went backwards. And like, no, we better keep him in college. It's gonna go downhill quick from there. So, oh my gosh, Rich, say something in the microphone. Tell us, tell us what's going on here. Yeah, what's oh, going on with man. your life? What, so uh, yeah, I mean, wow. you 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 got a new business that you've started, um, kind of going off on your own, doing something that you've been doing for probably most of your life, but now you're kind of doing it um, for yourself and your own business. Tell us a little bit about that. What the name of it? What what do you guys do and everything about it? Well, let's see here. What to begin? <laughs> Grew up in a family with uh, five kids. I'm the youngest. So you're the my baby. Father, that's correct. My uh, father owns a demolition business. Uh, he and his father started it many years ago, 65 years to be exact. All of us all dreamed of taking that over, of course. Fought over it. You know, <laughs> worked there. Being the youngest, I was the guy out there with the shovel and the sledgehammer. Always on, you know, feet on the dirt. Always in the in the field, enjoyed it. Loved the guys. I mean, salt of the earth. The guys I always worked with. I mean, guys that were uh, farmers, guys who had other business, other industries, and came into the demo world. And it seems like guys that get into the demo world stay in the demo world because it's just there's a certain thing about it that it, it draws you. I mean, everybody that comes by a job site, oh, I want to do that. I can break stuff. Yeah. Well, I think there's something innate in like every man that like it speaks to like their inner soul like that they see something and like at some point like the thought i could like, turn that into nothing I fucking break that <laughs> i can break it and there's another and wait a second i get to run really big pieces of equipment to break it too luckily uh, yeah. it's very childish luckily <laughs> that's what you're saying luckily there's another 51 percent of the population that would like to build stuff <laughs> so we're just making slow progress we have the yeah, breakers and the got, builders you know, and then we got the guys that uh yeah, but I could turn that into rubble. Yeah. Should I start a business? <laughs> but ironically, though, like the reason probably a lot of times is you're breaking stuff is that so new stuff can be built, right? Yes. Some, almost, for some progress. Almost always. Yeah. Um, a lot of times it's houses that are dilapidated and they're in a nice neighborhood and they don't want kids hanging out in there. And, uh, you know, with we've our, all seen our, it. Our we drug problems. That so that, yeah. Catching on fire, catching on, you know, catching your house on fire. You don't right. want it. They tear them down. Cities are paying for it. A lot of renovation. I love the interior stuff because uh, you go into, like, say, a Sprint store. Last week, it might have been a karate karate store, and it was twice the size. I demo all that out. They put up a new wall, new demising wall. They put in sprinklers, and they make two storefronts out of it. Lately, that's been kind of my forte, and I get a handful of wrestlers, a couple from John Carroll. been trying to get a couple guys from Mount Union because they're down in my area. Some of the looseful wrestlers have come out and give me a hand with things. It's been awesome. Uh, it gives me a chance to bang, meet all these guys that are coming up through the ranks, too. And uh, I don't know if <laughs> they love my influence or not, but uh, <laughs> that it, it's in their hands. And they keep coming, and we we slam jobs out. It's fantastic. Well, it was, it was funny that you mentioned it. I know, I, and I'm, assu- I'm sure, like, just knowing you, probably one of the things you love most about your job is, like, the guys that you work with and, like, For doing sure. that stuff. But um, we had Mark Haywell on as a guest a couple weeks ago, 
and I can't remember if it was on the show or if it was like we were talking after the show and Mark, um, I think you had called Mark or whatever, you were doing a job up in this area mm-hmm. and Mark's like, yeah, you know, I, I'm not doing anything and I, I'll give you a hand and I'll do some work. And, you know, I, I think you and Mark both would consider each other like pretty good friends with each other. He's like, but he's like, when I was on the job with Rich, like I would just, we literally were like pulling like bags of garbage, like up this huge hill and Rich wasn't talking to me like he was like my friend. He was like, "What do you fuck? You fucking did that wrong. I don't know what you're doing." He's like, "It was a different like side of Rich that like I had never seen before." <laughs> I get a little intense with that stuff. Yeah, um, I mean, the garbage goes. That, over that here. time's your money. Let's let's do this again. My father owned his own business. My brother-in-law owns his own business. My brother owns his own business. Everybody in our family, they're the boss. And being the youngest, I was always bossed around, yeah. and I never allowed. I was always that around guys. If they were standing around, you got yelled at. Well, that's just who I am now. I'm the guy who yells at people. I'm like, hey, well, what are you doing? Nothing. Why? <laughs> then Start my doing da- something. My dad used to say, hey, Richard, did you break anything today? And I thought he meant in a bad way. Like, did I break a machine? Did I break, you know, like a, the sidewalk? I went, no, dad, I didn't break anything. Well, you ain't getting paid. You're supposed to break shit. <laughs> that's your job, damn it. You got to break stuff. So I think for our listeners out there and for Mark Haywald specifically, you might Mark's be a listening. little bit lazy. Yeah, so Mark stepped <laughs> up. Yeah, jeez, Mark, OP. I mean, Mark brought a guy. supposed to lead like wrestlers at John yeah. Carroll. If, if you can't even like pull garbage up a hill for, for a day or two. It's, I mean. 10, right. it's 10 o'clock. You're you eating lunch? <laughs> Let's go. It's not a union job, Mark. That job was a bear. Oh my God. It sounded. He, he, he said that like, at one point there was like a car like down in the valley. Or there something. was not just a car. Okay, the car's upside down, and it's been water's been running through it, so all the silt is in every square inch of so, this thing. So, like the the car's been there for like twenty years. Okay, easy. Yeah, we pulled refrigerators, uh, stoves, everything out of this hole, and it, this ravine—it's a ravine. I mean, it's straight up and down. You could not walk down it safely. I used the winch of a four wheeler to lower us into the ravine. That's how that's how deep it was. <laughs> oh I mean, pulling it up, we were—I mean, it was it was incredible. But his uh, his new assistant, that Chris Poland, I had to bring his name up. This kid is awesome. One of the hardest working guys I've ever been around. Fantastic guy. He just came down and worked for me. Uh, let's see, last last week and this week. Oh, nice. He's fa- yeah, really good kid from Michigan. Not to hold that against him. Yeah, uh, but uh, yeah. yeah. Just a little shout out to Chris. Great guy. Awesome. And your, your company's called? Wreck It Rich. Uh, kids helped me name it. Uh, Wreck It Ralph. You know, just like. Uh, the I'm not old. familiar. Explain. Oh, right. Wreck It Ralph <laughs> is a uh, popular. There's actually two <laughs> movies. Um, but. Uh, and uh, we we kind of stole the you know the symbol and we thinned him down a little bit because I like to pretend like I'm sexy <laughs> and uh, we put the tattoo my tattoo on his forearm put some glasses on him put a hard hat on him and uh, but uh, yeah uh, you know our, so Disney our, hasn't called yet with a Disney's not worried about Wreck It Rich <laughs> yeah. in Ohio <laughs> Pixar films uh, we have a we have a uh, there's a guy using our name that's wrecking tons of shit in Ohio uh, let's <laughs> hey call the lawyers we need to get on that. <laughs> I told my wife get get all, keep all of our bills off to the side. So they want something, just give them to them. Right? <laughs> You're right. You're right. You guys own it. Here it is. Thank Here's you. A- you did me a huge solid by taking this off my hands. Man, this is awesome. You guys have a huge talk rival. About your, talk oh. about your Biden bucks. <laughs> you have a huge rival up here in Northeast Ohio with Bill the Builder. I think is. Uh, <laughs> it's fixing Felix, dumbass. <laughs> But uh, I'm gonna wreck it, you know. Yeah. So <laughs> so business is doing well, and you uh, you're enjoying being on your own now. Absolutely love it. 
Um, my wife also went out on her own. She's on embroidery work. So we're a pair of entrepreneurs in the household. Uh, we have four kids between us. So with that and the nine goats and nine chickens and two rabbits and a you know hedgehog and dogs. three dogs and cat and it's a real farm down there, Rich. I mean, Shane yeah. and I have been down to uh, the, the Eswich compound, and it's definitely uh, you got to watch where you step because you might be stepping on a chicken or step in something you don't want to step in. This is true, but you know, if you step on a chicken, we'll put it on the grill, so we're okay there. <laughs> yeah, when we went down, you had uh, we had like a big pig roast, and uh, that was that was pretty cool to to see um, a bunch of John Carroll wrestlers had come down and uh, other friends and you know family that we I hadn't seen in a while, so that, that was a good time at the Eswich. We compound. definitely are going to schedule that again, Jim. Yeah, I know we half, talked about it last year, just with COVID, everything was kind of messed up, but uh, definitely should be a annual thing because I think you have the perfect uh, layout down there to host something like that. So um, I would be more than happy to venture. I think down last there. year we we had almost our whole like senior class of what 11, 12 guys lined up to come. Everybody was ready to go. Yeah. August 1st, it was set up and yeah, it was uh COVID definitely just knocked it for a loop. Yeah. It's probably, probably the right decision, but we'll, we'll do it again. So, definitely. so like you've been wrecking buildings and structures and de- doing demo work for most of your life. What, what's like, I mean, for the listeners out there, most people probably have no idea what, what that entails. But for for us, like, and you, with your experience, what, tell us, like, a couple stories of just, like, some crazy-ass shit that you've seen or stuff that you've taken down or maybe stuff that was, like, scary as hell that, um, you know, might be interesting. Because even some of the stories you've told me over the years or you'll call me randomly and be like, or send me a picture of, like, something that you just, you know, blew up or, like, pulled down and... There's got to be some like, cool stuff. Because even with Eslitch wrecking, I mean, you guys were responsible for some doing some of the, the bridge work downtown and some That's of right. the revitalization and everything else. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I can think of a ton of cool stories about all the everything you've been a part of in, in even Cleveland. I remember Ohio. back in the day, you brought me inside the library when yeah, you guys were right. doing that public library. That. Yeah, with yeah. A, right. a close friend of all of ours, Nate Samblinay. Yeah. He, he was actually, uh, I mean, one of the guys in charge of that project. And uh, that Cleveland Public Library was a cool, cool job. And uh, there there was a lot of uh, in and outs on that. I mean, removing amazing amount of marble and trying to salvage it, every bit of it Because that's salvaged. another thing with like a demolition company. I mean, for the most part, you guys also can salvage the stuff that you rip out. Yes. Right? So that's like a big moneymaker in that sure. industry where you can kind of take and scrap it and or resell things that are still, you know sellable i guess mm-hmm. and so that's probably something that's also very important and when you're taking a building so down, am i supposed to answer that question you asked a few minutes ago you just gonna keep no we're forward? gonna keep no, asking yeah. you new questions what's the most Fantastic. interesting thing you've ever found in a what's in your a favorite job? color rich <laughs> you gotta keep up here rich you can't answer you these you can't answer fast enough we're so just the, gonna move on so the coolest sorry. Cool, oh, like, the, cool my, story. Favorite, my favorite part of the job okay is going into these huge factories and looking at it and saying okay you're tearing this huge facility down it's 90 years old. And I'm looking at it and I'm thinking, holy shit, this thing's 90 years old and I'd have no idea how to create this 90 years ago. I don't know how to create it now. Because you, you have to kind of think about the con- I mean, the construction and then how I'm we're going to reverse construct it, right? Right, but I'm not even talking about the method. I'm just talking about the actual, like, okay, a perfect example up in Ashtabula. They have some boilers up there that... These things are like 70 feet tall, 40 feet of it's underground. They're bringing water in off the lake. They use that water to help clean the, the emissions. How'd they come up with that 70 years ago? Smart people. And 
the fact that they came up with the idea, they made it work. <laughs> they made yeah, this yeah. thing work, and it lasted its lifetime. And now it's at the point of you know coming to me where it's demoed. That to me is just so cool to think of the ingenuity and the smarts that these guys had. They don't have the equipment that we have. You look at some of the things I'm taking apart, and everything. Every I look at a screw and I'm thinking, oh, that wasn't put in with a screw gun. That was put in by hand. That nail was put in by you know by hand. That wasn't put in with a nail gun. That to me is so cool to think about. A couple of the guys I work with that are you know a little older than I, they say, you see that guy bent over like walking all hunched over. He earned that shit. <laughs> You know, I mean, that's, and that's, I mean, I think about how soft we have become and, you know, just as a Shane specifically, <laughs> that wasn't even cool. I just, I just learned to ignore him. Do you, <laughs> doesn't even blink anymore. Do you have any like trademark issues when you go into a job site and like, you don't say I'm going to wreck it. <laughs> like, will they kick you off the job? <laughs> do they like, Rich, are you going to say it? Or no? are you so gonna, when do we start? Did he say when it? When do we start? Did he say it? Did he say it? Did he, when he came in, did he say it? <laughs> my dad, one of my dad's favorite things is people go, hey, what's going What's going to go in here? He tells everybody, McDonald's. And people get so pissed. Yeah. <laughs> There's a McDonald's right down there. Why the hell do we need another McDonald's? My cousin, his favorite is, oh, they're putting a strip club in. Oh, they're they blow up. They're, they're right in the I have picket I, lines. I am interested in the uh, in the question I thought of earlier as we were asking you rapid fire questions. What's the weirdest thing you've ever found, like inside a wall? Like, is, has there been any like Al Capone vaults or anything like that? Or oh. like, you haven't found like? I'll a, think about that question. I'll come back to right. it. One of the cool things that I do about the salvaging the materials, I all the stone, all my landscaping right now. My wife and I placed every stone by hand together, all from one job. My best friend, uh, Stanton, he, we've known each other since we started wrestling together. We know Stanton. Stanton yeah. from, uh, from the Amherst, uh, what was that called? The Tough Mudder. The Tough Mudder. Exactly. I mean, I've, yeah, I've met Stanton. Stanton. I've known you each and other Stanton for... wore vests. That's exactly right. <laughs> Tuxedo vests. And very, and very little else from what I remember. <laughs> yeah, yeah, true. We were hot. Yeah, Stanton. Um, so, uh, yeah, that was... Um, Man, we gotta go back to that. The tough mutter. All right, we're gonna skip. Tough mutter. We got three the hours next, for the material the, here, folks. Buckle the, in. The next morning, after the tough mutter. Okay. They said I was a big guy. I want you guys to understand. I'm out there trying to run 11 and a half miles. The 270. But like, like, yeah, not to interrupt, but like, so people that don't know Rich, like he's six four. What are you six four? Six like two sixty, two seventy. I don't know. Two seventy three. Yeah. So he, he's a big fella. <laughs> What were, what were you like a month and a half ago? Uh, six weeks ago, I was 306. Good for you. Yeah, thanks. Oh, oh good. Um, so we uh, we go to this Tough Mudder. These guys talk me into this shit. <laughs> and they're like, oh, yeah, we got a team and everything. We got a team. Sweep the leg. Sweep the leg, team, man. No. I, don't know, I don't know any of this. All I know is that I need to get in shape fast. So I can <laughs> crash run. course. All right. I'm a big guy. I don't run 11 miles. <laughs> not on pavement. Ever. Not on a not on a Weed. treadmill. Nevertheless, in a wet, muddy trail after jumping in and out of water every two miles. Freezing water. It was brutal. Oh. I, I, I don't know. None of us ever. We, I've never had a chance to talk to you guys about this. <laughs> we, hey, we, we I, just, I am I flicking all to, them off right now. Everyone left angry. I've just pretty much been talking to my therapist about it for the last it's 10 years. It's been terrible. <laughs> I can so remember a couple. Yeah, We get done. Fantastic. So the next day. Oh, no. Wait, as we're warming up, we're warming up and stretching. And I'm doing push-ups just goofing off. And your wife jumps on my back and sits on my back, and I do push-ups with her on my back. 
and I pulled something in my pack. <laughs> so now I got to do this damn tough mother. <laughs> yep. So anyway, I mean, she's she's 180, next, 200 pounds. <laughs> yeah, right. And it was either way, it was, she was wet, so it was like it was probably more. Than so that. we um the next morning, I have my girls, and at this time, I think they're probably four and five. I mean, it's probably ten years ago, right? It was two thousand. We don't. Uh, it was probably, 2012? Yeah, it was so Rich, we don't ago. do math yeah. on this show. That's fine. So they're six and seven. Say, <laughs> um, the next morning, I wake up and I'm in physical pure pain. My knees hurt. My my shins hurt. I we were in a quarry crawling through mud, which I bruised my top of my feet, and my knees uh. so damn much. I think that probably hurt more than anything. And I'm my daughter gets her big bowl of uh, like, Dad. You go make breakfast. I'm like just have cereal today, damn it. Jesus, <laughs> pop tart. Seriously, whatever you Daddy's want. Daddy's not toast. getting off the couch today. I, I'm like, come on, Give, throw that a break. <laughs> throw me a bone. So they, uh, Laney gets a big bowl of uh, Rice Krispies. And she drops it, and it shatters all over the kitchen. I'm just, my, my whole heart just sank, and I, I'm like, start cleaning it up on my hands and knees. I'm like, oh, my everything hurts. It just, so she gets point, another one. Like, get, she walks it all, gets gets to the living room this time, and drops it. Oh my god! I go, just get a get a plastic bowl or something. I cry. Just, I'm going to bed. Just covered up with newspaper. <laughs> Is the dog inside? It'll eat it. I remember. That I remember Melissa, Mike, your wife's your wife after the tough mutter. It was like oh the most pain. She was laying on the couch. She had like ice bags over everything. And this was like an hour I after feel the race. So much better. Because uh, I thought you guys like rolled through it like, oh yeah, that was easy. Oh no. Oh, no, remember no, the, no, the so remember the monkey pain. bars that were like a V. Oh, I made yeah. it to the very last one. Jim's watching, and I, my hands were frozen. And I fell, and I landed on the ledge on my rib, <laughs> like I was from like, like eight no, because you, you tried to skip the last bar. You're like you were so close, and, and you're just you like fuck it. I'm, yeah. I'm gonna swing into it, and then just like you let go. That's and I, I was watching the thing. I'm just like, <laughs> do you remember that one wall where there was like a you were on a two by twelve at the top, and yeah. people had. You, I think I helped probably 30 people over it. I mean, being a big guy and being strong, I'm, I'm trying to help. I, I helped every one of them. And then no and, one helped you. <laughs> dude, I, I wanted to kill people at the end. I, I, I was going to pull at the AR. Like, <laughs> I hate you. I got to the monkey bars. Hey, it's Big Red. <laughs> I got to the monkey bars. I looked at the guy that's standing there, and I just walked right into the water. <laughs> I'm like, I'll just swim this shit. One of my favorite stories about your... Happening? About your buddy was there was a series of like oh, uh, I remember we talked about yeah. this. There's a series of like moguls. You it's, a, to like, it's a it's a trench with water and a <laughs> yeah. mound in between, yep. of, right? Yep. And, yeah. And so you couldn't get a running start. No. And so, um, oh my so he jumps across and nearly makes it. And if he had like just an ounce of energy left he would he probably would have made it up instead he just you just see him sink back into the water like oh yeah. <laughs> do remember the universe you guys left at that point he went to the last one the very last one was about four in a row and i remember i'm hanging on to the top of the hill reaching down to help out anybody who couldn't make it and he he tries to. He runs down the hill and he goes straight into the water. Like his legs did not respond. <laughs> he goes to jump, and his body just goes. Like, <laughs> I mean, and, and it looked like of a course ghost. the entire time he's wearing athletic shorts with a tuxedo vest on. <laughs> so it was classy. Yeah, it was. It was. Classy. You guys are the classiest guys there. Absolutely, Absolutely. true. Absolutely. That the tough mutter was. Uh, 
that was insane. I remember that Shane and I did one the following year. Yeah. And uh, I remember, so the first Tough Mudder, like they, they have like little wires hanging throughout all these different obstacles, which will like shock you. And out of just pure luck, the first time I did it, I never got shocked. And everyone else got shocked in our team, and they were bitching about it, saying how bad it sucked. And I was like, I don't know what you guys are talking about. Like, there was fucking nothing, dude. Like, I, I'm like, even if I got shocked, like, I didn't even feel it, motherfucker. Yeah, yeah I was numb. So I, I didn't, you know, I was fine. So we did the, she and I did the Tough Mudder at a different location the next year. And it was like the third or fourth obstacle where they had some of these wires in. And I was like on my belly crawling through like mud with wires like above me, army crawling. And then out of nowhere, like one just nipped me like right on my like neck. And I literally blacked out. I I don't know how long I was out for, but I was out. I was fucking out. And then I came to like no idea where the fuck I was and kind of made it through that. And I'm like... So that's what those motherfuckers were talking about. I'm like that's they were lying. I'm like that was terrible. Yeah. So I, you know, I was every time there was another obstacle that I encountered that had those wires, like I was Freak fucking shit scared and like yeah. shocked again. So I finally make it to the last obstacle, and it's literally the finish line, which is like oh, you, yeah. you jump over like bales of hay, but there's these wires hanging, so you don't know. Like some of them have electricity, some of them don't. I'm like fuck it. I'm just I gotta just burst through here. I, I need to get done with this whole fucking race. Like this was a stupid idea. I don't know why we did it a second time. So literally, like I jump over the first bit. <laughs> what a bad pay? choice. Why, yeah, right, and I pay and to also, do this. tough matter, folks. You pay 140 dollars to go right. through this and just get too. the shit kicked out of you for like three hours. <laughs> right. So anyway, there's beer at the end. Yeah, like two free beers. I mean, <laughs> you can buy a lot of beer. It was so cold at the one we did. Oh, you need one beer, oh. did you? You we were in a, You're like, oh no, can you have any hot chocolate? <laughs> yeah, we were the South Amherst Quarry. And yeah. I mean, it was. Oh. Well, just to you finish my story breath. really quick, like, so it's last obstacle. I'm like, I'm just going to book it through these, you know, hay bales and pray to God I don't get shocked because I, I just need to get this over with. So I made it through like the first, and I think there was four. I made it through the first three unscathed. I'm like, fuck yeah, like this, I'm this. finally going to be done. I jump over the last one. Meanwhile, there's a girl who I have no idea who she is, just finished a race. She just crossed the finish line, like one foot in front of the finish line. She's exhausted. She's so happy it's over. And she's just like standing there and just pure exhaustion, like raising her hands, like, thank God. I jump over the last hay bale, midair, I get shocked big time. And I lose total control of my body. And I was like stuck like this, you know, like crazy. My arms playing. And I had no control. So when I land, like I have no control of what I'm doing. And this girl who's so happy to be done, I literally like bolt into her and like forearm shiver to the head and like crash her into the ground and like face plant her face in mud and she like the look on her face i've never seen someone more angry it's like she was so glad to be done with all the bullshit of this oh tough mutter and i literally just like body slammed her face first into mud if she would have had like a knife on or something she would have slit my throat right there and I, I wouldn't have blamed her to be quite honest with you so yeah that was the last tough mutter after that like after getting shocked i'm like fuck that I, I remember uh, we were that last one. It was crawling on that rubber in the mud, and there had all those shocking wires hanging out. That was the end of the one we yeah. did. Like, who comes up with this and shit? We're crawl. I'm crawling through it, and all I can feel is the 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 rubber was over top of rock. I mean, it was just basically rubber on top of rock. So everything I'm crawling like ah, oh, I'm hitting my knees and my top of my feet. I'm like, why am I such a baby? This hurts so much, and I'm crawling. I'm crawling. And then I'm looking at the wires. I'm like, I don't care. 
I don't care. They're just hitting me in the face. Is that, is that like, I don't care. I don't care. I'm not trying to dodge them. I don't care anymore. Please just kill me. I had a similar experience. I jumped over a hay bale at the one in South Amherst, and one hit me in the abdomen. And, like, I, I froze in, like, Mighty Mouse pose right into the mud, like, and stuck there. And I was like... And then, you know, you get up and then after that, you're just like, you know, every inch oh, is like, you're getting oh. like such like stage, like I mean, you're like, you're like uh, shell shocked from yeah. like, what was it? Every wire you encounter. I mean, it was, it was, so it was, it was like 40, it was 40 degrees, but it was wet. It was raining all day. And that and quarry was, that we had to jump in, that was probably like 40 degrees water. Oh yeah. Well, and the water, one you had to go under the barbed wire, like the very, yeah. one of the very first one was the ice It was bath. just like a, it was like a 20 yard dumpster I, in ice. Like exactly ice what it was. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I forgot about and, that. Yeah. You had to go underneath that. Yeah. A guy freaked out on us. Do you guys remember that? Guy went. He jumped in and he just lost his. Because well, you lose your breath, it sucks all the air out of you. He lost his shit, and he tried to climb, grab a hold of the barbed wire and climb out of it. Oh, oh. I pulled him off of it, and I'm holding the guy, and the guy's swinging at me. <laughs> and the guy who's supposed to be doing what I'm doing is standing there going, "Yeah, good job." Woo-hoo. I'm like, "Dude, get a hold of him. I gotta go." Well, this is you, the reason you sign a waiver. When you jump into like water that cold, like it's. You can't you can't like prepare yourself for that feeling. And then the tall. What about the big jump, the one into the quarry? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. That one. There was one. You had to swim pretty far too. You, like I didn't expect that. <laughs> you jumped in. You went down like ten feet, and you're in your shoes. Yeah. That that was bad. There's some. Uh, yeah, maybe the folks at Tough Mudder need to look at their uh, their liability and I, obviously they're doing all right. I think yeah. I just remember like the the waiver you had to sign was, was like 12 pages long. And it was. That, do you guys do realize I ran, I ran a zombie run at our uh, landfill after that? I organized and ran two zo- right. two yeah, zombie right. runs. What about your Speak, haunted houses? Yeah, speaking even, of which, yeah. where'd you find oh, the zombies? Another. <laughs> In the landfill. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, that where where really the fuck do you think he found him, Mike? Jesus, where else do you get Michael? zombies from, Mike? I, I don't know. Wow. So, <laughs> yeah. So, Rich, you know, you grew up doing demolition work for your family. Mm-hmm. And then after college, you got into haunted house stuff, which was, a, you know, something that I'm sure was like totally a, walk a lot of crazy, a lot of crazy, you know, yeah. things going on with that. But, like, tell us a little bit about that. You ran the factory of terror down in Canton, right? For sure. Uh, real quick, though, with the demolition world. People call you and say, hey, you know, I'm partners with a guy that lives in California. I got, we own this building together. We're not making any money. Can you tear it down? So you get that opportunity. You get that inside tract of, oh, you want to sell it, huh? Maybe you just want to get rid of it. Send your partner a check instead of a bill for taxes and, you know, upkeep. So it puts you in a unique position to possibly get some real estate. And that's where, you know, I learned that from my father. He'd. My dad's definitely uh, been a sharp cookie his whole life. I mean, he's really yeah. taken a good look at things, and he knows how to make money out of it. But um, we p- purchased a large facility, 627,000 square feet, the old Hercules engine plant, otherwise known as the White Engines. Right in uh, downtown Canton, basically, right? Yep, 26 acres. Um, it know, makes ten- up, was that for, like, war? Didn't they originally for, like, the they war or something? The, or? It was the White Engines. It was the KKK. <laughs> <laughs> They only made them for white people. <laughs> Different war. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. Uh, but um, yeah, no, yeah. Uh, Hercules engines were put into uh, yeah multiple uh, war machines, including tanks, gen sets. Um, that uh, there were some helicopters that actually had their, uh, but uh, their engines. But um, we bought that facility, ten acres of roof to take care of, 
26 sprinkler risers. I mean, three substations. I didn't know shit about this. I mean, I'm a demo guy. I know how to tear it out, but I learned so much about the maintenance yeah. part of it. We actually built a little, uh, built a, like a, we called it the party room. Basically, it was like my apartment because we'd work so late into the night. We were working full time in demo. We'd go down there. We'd start, we'd work on stuff down there to keep the place from burning down pretty much for the first couple of years. And we just, my brother and I, we just fall asleep down there. I mean, we'd sleep on couch, get up in the morning, go back to work. I mean, it was not, it wasn't uncommon to do a 20 hour day. I mean, that wasn't that uncommon at all. How many hours time. are in a day again? 28. 29. So you still would get eight or nine hours. Right. Yeah. yeah. You still, I still had plenty sleep. of sleep. Yeah. But, um, I understand the problem. Um, so we, uh, we needed to rent out so much space and we end up, we had about 80,000 square foot rented out out of the 627. We needed 110,000 to make our, to, to make our, um, ends meet. Right. Well, we rented it to ourselves <laughs> and we started a haunted house. So <laughs> where, where did the idea for a haunted house come from? Like how did that even well, come about? Actually, somebody else approached us. It wasn't even our idea, you know. And um, a guy approached us one day, and we're both working. We're working on roof, and I'm filthy head to toe. And I'm like, dude, get away from me! I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna snap your neck. I don't, I don't need to hear your shit right now. I got so much stuff. To you probably do. got weirdos stopping by all the time. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, all the time. Oh, what are you gonna do with that building, dude? Go well, away. Well, I know what it's like. like you just I gotta get, fix that fence. You get people that like want to give you their sales pitch, and you're like, I don't, I don't have fucking. Yeah, problems. and this guy, he's like, oh, I ran a haunted house for 28 years. You don't understand, you know, it's they're a very viable, you know, business. Like, dude, you're, you're leave me, leave us alone. His name is Dan, and um, my brother John. I'm like, dude, this guy's annoying as shit. And he showed up. A couple times, wow! So we started thinking about it. We're like you know, everywhere we go is pretty creepy, and we can build or do anything, and we get all this shit for free. You probably find a lot of like yeah, scary shit. Yeah, it's like okay, <laughs> let's go. You go into an old abandoned building, you look at the room, and you go, let's make this room into that room. <laughs> You're like, hey, that's this, scary. Yeah, I'm pretty sure people got murdered in this yeah. room. So let's yeah. just right there. Just take this, this and move like, it over there. Four or five people actually died in this room and there's ghosts in it. Yeah. Like we could do like a haunted house. Well, they, we don't the even the ghosts, the ghosts follow. Everybody knows that, right? Well, to, to make it better, that building, um, the one building was right along the railroad tracks and during the flu epidemic, they actually stored dead bodies in the basement of it because they made it into an ice factory. Like, like the Spanish the bodies flu of like back in like early century, yeah, huh. yeah, Spanish influenza. So which See, was pretty. Which you is guys pretty learned wild. something out there, listeners. First time I learned. <laughs> took seventeen episodes. Now you guys learned something. <laughs> I promised you you'd learn maybe something. <laughs> but they had to keep the bodies on ice because they weren't they weren't digging things with excavators like they do now. So everything had to. It took forever to bury a body. Yeah. You know what I mean, it just took a lot of effort. Well, it's like they were doing in New York City during COVID, like when people were dying like crazy in last spring. They're just bringing those big like fr like freeze containers in and oh, throwing. Yeah, I mean they're gonna have a huge haunted house market there. <laughs> it's gonna be the give it four years. <laughs> Rich, I think I think we just found a job for you. Haunted which, houses in New York, <laughs> which is funny because Ohio is a, a ridiculous. Like there's a certain like swath of haunted houses in Ohio. There are. It seems like there's a lot. No, it it really is. I started going to conventions. You know, once we got into it. We got into it, but um, I'm out of it at this point. Uh, my brother bought me out um, after we sold. We moved to a whole other building, and you know, John, will you give me money? Sure, and, uh, I'll take that money. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, 
<laughs> we started going to conventions and everything, and it turned out that it was, I mean, it's, it is a very viable business. And these guys, you know, they're making money on, you know, a five or six week you know, period. Yeah, because your your time that you can open is you know basically Halloween and your time, t- right? And, and just not Halloween time. You're talking, yeah, maybe Thursday through Sunday, eight to midnight, maybe. Yeah. If you're good. Yeah. The places that are so you gotta right, you gotta you gotta hustle Saturday. your ass off for well, that. Come April, well, you, you have to be organized. It. Not just you don't have to hustle. You could hustle all you want. If you're not organized and you can't get the throughput, I mean, I don't care what you're. I mean, yeah. advertising is going to be. You spend forty grand in advertising. Well, I, I remember. How do you get forty thousand dollars? Twenty, you know, twenty yeah. bucks a person. Well, you I only mean, like a couple a days a week for like two months or whatever. But then you yeah. open it up in maybe you know, a month and a half. You right. open it up in April and it's factory of Easter. Well, and, that's and then what, you're just you're just laying eggs no, everywhere. That's and then exactly then what you it do is. Factory of Fourth of July, days. and then you're just firing fireworks at people. For, f- Friday the thirteenth, every Friday the thirteenth, factory tear is open. So that, that gives, anytime you can get a date that you can open up. Fact, you're I mean, the sweetest day. <laughs> it's all about the hours you can be open. That's basically what it comes down to. Yeah, factory of Flag Day. Oh, they have Valentine's Day. Factory of Arbor Day. They have day. Uh, Christmas, St. Patrick's Day, uh, every 4th of July. Or, uh, Rich, no. I'm trying to make fun of this, and you're not. You're like, you're yeah, just, I, just I, I totally straight-faced. But I know from like talking with you, Rich, when you, <laughs> you son of a bitch, and, that, you, and that's the fun part about the haunted house industry. People do make yeah, fun but, of it. Yeah, I mean, it, it is ridiculously. But I, it, it Owen can, still has. I mean, we still have Factory of Terror merch like <laughs> around the house. Owen still has a shirt that he wears. I mean, I love it. I, I find those damn pink and black pens everywhere in my house. <laughs> <laughs> I must have had fifty of them. Speaking of merch. Wreck-It. Yeah, uh, Wreck-It Rich Rich, uh, merged us up tonight with uh, some cool hats, sweatshirts, T-shirts. So uh, shout out to Wreck-It Rich again. And I want to also say thanks to your wife, Katie, Katie, who did a bunch of stuff for us, for my company, and uh, we're super happy with it. I actually gave Shane and Stahl some merch from that. I didn't make any double XLs or I would have given you one. We don't have any super big guys working for us, Rich. No man sizes. But your (laughs) wife does have the the screen, so she could probably make something for you. I could squeeze into a boy's double extra medium. (laughs) Whatever you got. I'd like to see that. I've seen Brandon Steinman's do that before. (laughs) We know you're listening, Brandon. Rich, we've we've, uh, we've had a, a few ex-wrestlers on the show, John Carroll alumni, and uh, a lot of people ask us, like, what, you know, what was so special about our team and, you know, what, what went into it? Wow. I don't know. In a nutshell, tell us a little bit about, about your experience at, at John Carroll Wrestling and what... I mean, just, just before so he even answers, like, so the listeners know, Rich was a star. He didn't start till his junior year, really, right? I mean, That's like a true. full-time starter junior year. And I believe you in high school. I'm not even sure what your accomplishments were, but I don't even think you ever was were a state qualifier. Correct? I did. I qualified okay. in my senior year. So a state so qualifier, allegedly, as a senior we in high will, school, according according that. to Rich. Like, yeah, can we can we get someone on that? But so Google that somebody. Rich comes in and becomes a full time starter our junior year. Right. Took fourth in the nation, and then his senior year went. Undefeated, I want to say thirty and zero or thirty two. I don't know the exact twenty nine, twenty nine and zero. Only twenty five and zero, according to the NCAA, because I wasn't allowed to count the North Carolina Open. So he goes twenty nine and zero. We'll count it. I count it. Thank you. Wins. Uh, See, they're all Division One matches. <laughs> yeah, he goes twenty nine and zero. Wins the national championship for John Carroll, the last John Carroll national champion. 
Um, he wins the Michigan Open, wins the North Carolina Open. Those are both, you know, Division One tournaments. So, I mean, before you even talk about your experience at Carroll, just want to say, like, how how honored it was to be a teammate of yours and to see the work that you would put in because I know I probably wouldn't have been the wrestler that I was or achieved the goals that I wanted to achieve had you not been there. That's what from, that's what's cool about wrestling. People think of it as an individual sport, but I was a 157 pounds and Rich is a heavyweight. We, we weren't wrestling in the room. Or we weren't practicing together, but we still influence each other in a, in a, in a big, big way. So, yeah. There are a lot of times where Rich would say, like, stall, pick it up. And I'm like, okay. Well, you pick it up, fucker. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Rich. You're the big guy. You pick it up. You pick it up. You're stronger than me. You're stronger you than me. Stuff you, up you easier. Pick no, up. literally pick it up. Uh, I Come mean, on. you know, our, our room was amazing. Flat out. There's not a influence in that room that I wouldn't change from, you know, guys like Kerr, who Kerr was a, uh, he had such a wrestling bloodline in him that it was undeniable. That guy lived it and breathed it, and it, it, the it lines were extremely long. <laughs> and um, no question, we all learned lines. so much from a lot of the things that he brought to the table. Well, I think that's the cool thing too. Like there was like so many, like you kind of mentioned that, like so many guys on our team had like different strengths or like different yeah. you know things that they could bring. So when you kind of pour that into this the mix, uh, everyone sure. got a little I, bit from everybody. I brought up Casey Swimba's name the other day. I brought up Perowski's name the other day because my daughter's my eldest daughter. She's fifteen. Rosie. She brought up about how it's like, well, so which one of your teammates really pushed you hard? I was like, well, you know, some of the people that pushed me weren't even starters. You know, they, yeah. they were guys that they like Prowski brothers, man. They knew I told them at the beginning of the year, I said, you're never going to score on me this year. I promise you that. That was my senior year. And dude, that, that was like a challenge. And they were dumb boys. and they were dumb enough to try to score on you. <laughs> dude, nonstop. Yeah. It was after I'd wrestle, I'd wrestle you. I mean, you and Kerr, I mean, two returning All-Americans beating the shit out. You know, we'd do shark bait, and then all of a sudden those two would roll in. One after another, 30 seconds at a time. And I'm like, you son of a bitch. These are kind of chubby twins, not not the most yeah. athletic guys in the I, world. I, but they, I, they did but work hard in practice. I've always made the joke that they look like they look like the guys in the Guinness Book of World Records that rode the mopeds. Yeah. The twins. Each one they were heavy. They would <laughs> Dude, take turns on, eating pull boy sandwiches. <laughs> like, and then, uh, you, you going you Remember next? what yeah. the effort Nick put in? No, they, they weren't. They weren't like that obese. They were. They probably weighed like Dude, they placed at state. They probably they probably weighed two hundred and ten pounds or something. Maybe I'm guessing. So and they, yeah, they weren't, but but either way, they were their en- their energy. Yeah, and their let's effort. all take it into the fact that I would probably weigh two hundred and ten pounds right now. <laughs> Sorry, their willingness, no and their their <laughs> efforts to want to sit. That's smart. That was like their their national championship was to take me down or to get a point, and that you know in the wrestling room, it only takes four seconds for you to take take a break and a guy scores on you. I mean, we've all seen it. We've seen it in the national title, you know, national finals just a couple weeks ago. Yeah, absolutely. It's awesome to watch. Yeah. But um, I mean, dude, the footwork I learned from you know, a guy, you know, Anthony Periano. You guys didn't get a chance to wrestle with Anthony oh, very much. Gosh, yeah. 126 pounder from you know Penn State. That dude pushed Northwestern. me so hard. No, that was Drew. No, they were both went. They were both Northwestern. Northwestern. But Anthony went to. Didn't he? I thought he went no, to Northwestern. 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 Um, it's the sauce. It's Heim, the, Heimbach went to Penn State. They have this. It happens. That's what it was. Yeah. I apologize. Heimbach was one twenty six. They were very I, different. They were very different. Yeah, Tony was probably Sean like a one. I think Tony was a one thirty four. Sean Gross went to Minnesota. I think. No, he just went straight to the Olympic Training Center. <laughs> but, uh, Anywho, I'm just guys, having fun. 
yeah, I mean, it was it was awesome. Our room was we we were very. Uh, I think we were pretty much driven by our class. I don't think we had the coaching that really pushed us. To be honest, I think we as a class we pushed we pushed the team. We pushed ourselves a lot. Tony Tony was a good influence that helped to, us out a lot. Tony was big. That it was big, but yeah, we I mean, definitely had D one feel to it. Do you remember when but we we didn't we didn't have the overall focus as a you know i mean I think yeah we was, kept the focus our, and we kept we pushed each other like when you see when i see you know any of you guys you know doing so well and you know and you look at the low under you there wasn't a lot of effort to be honest there was there was, it fell off quick with the weight classes uh yeah yeah well i, I mean you know, like ben halen was there i mean he was lighter than shane yeah just i mean but i, I think he, the like one he, of the coolest things ben was halen like, placed as a junior and didn't make it as a senior and i'm not trying to pull straws but i mean that did, no but our, there's our, no, no reason he shouldn't have made it yeah the, cl- the class we, we graduated with like by the time we were all seniors it was a pretty senior laden team for sure and we kind of policed ourselves i feel as far as like you know and it was good to give us that open ring yeah you know, it, it helped us but does that help the team in the end? We had a unique group of individuals that I think was driven, you know, were individually driven, team driven. Our friendships kind of formed the team. And, like, we weren't looking for, you know, a figurehead in the program to necessarily say. All right. Bottom line, Mike, I never told you to pick it up. I don't think I knew of a harder working dude in the room. <laughs> Honestly. I'm being what, serious, about, what about the one watch, time you dropped it though? Like, no, I'd watch you and I'd watch you and Jim train, and your guys' drills were harder than as in many, anybody I've ever seen. For, for as Mike and being I, like one of it, the closest, it pushed friends. me as a being a big guy. I never had guys that pushed like that, and it and it frustrated me that I didn't have that that camaraderie. I mean, luckily I had a guy come in, Eric Erdzik. I'll throw freaking mad hats to that dude. Yeah, that Erdzik guy. was a. Urgent he was, was kind stud. of an underachiever, I thought. Really? Um, yeah, not a very good athlete. Um, no, I'm he kidding. Played, he played football. I'm like, Jesus. <laughs> what are you talking about? Talk, talk Urgic, back a lot. Urzik was an animal. Three-time All-American. Yeah, he was and, a stud. You know, I, I've worked with him since, and he does phenomenal guy. But I mean, top-notch. A guy goes, oh, I heard uh, you wrestled, you know, with uh, Urzik. I said, yeah. And he goes, man, you're way bigger than him. Said, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, but it didn't matter because that kid was. And, yeah. and he goes, "Well, because well, like, what you know? I heard you were a three timer, and you know he he actually won it. What happened?" <laughs> he goes, "He goes, well, well, you probably could have been a four timer if he wasn't around, huh?" <laughs> and Urzik goes, "No, he was the reason I was a three timer." <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, yeah. Well, that's dude, the kind that of guy Urzik that's, is, though. Like he's exa- that class, yeah. dude. I that mean, was awesome. The way he's he an awesome it. dude. That I love would, that kid, man. Never, not a not not a big talker, but. Man, he like, up, man. if someone needed something, or you know, he's, he's, he's like salt of the earth type dude. What he? What do you mean? He's a, he was an all American in football too. Yeah, that's impressive. I just all American high school. It's it's funny though, Rich. You sports. talked about like you know, because we I would wrestle you a lot, but I was a one eighty four pounder and you were heavyweight, and you probably weighed two fifty maybe. I'm guessing two sixty three. My final so you were two sixty three. So you, you had you had some size. I mean, and I think it, it took I think it took you a little bit of time when we would go live. And there's really no reason I should have ever been going live with you, other than no. the fact that we, you know, ever. that were well, like. I used, to, I used to go live with Jim, like in the breaks and stuff. When there was I feel it's a little else. different than a 184 pounder and a 157 pounder, and then a 184 pounder and a 260 pounder. <laughs> so like I would like the first like couple weeks, like we would go live, and I'm the idiot for like I would literally take a shot on Rich, and he would do like a full out like as hard as he could, like sprawling. <laughs> <and I'm just, laughs> 
<laughs> and I'm like, dude, if this is gonna continue, like, you gotta like, you gotta understand, like, you can't fucking break my back. You can't do that. <laughs> like, I get Stop it. That. Like, don't let me score the takedown, but you can't fucking destroy me. Okay. I can remember though. I, and I mean, then he blast doubled me. <laughs> And took me down. I swear to God. And I'm like, I'm just joking, motherfucker. <laughs> I just see you. I'm not joking, man. We, he has a onesie that says it because he fucking he took me down. He hit a double. He, st- we were we were training hard. It was towards the end of the year, and he comes over and he freaking. St- he I'm like, me, I'm gonna get this guy one one of these days. He stiff legged me. He hit yeah. a fake. I had to get he him. lowered his level, and I did. I tried to follow. My legs weren't cooperating, and he goes. Bam! And <laughs> right to my back. I'm like, you son of a bitch. And I was honestly like, all right, I'm done. I'm never wrestling again. That was probably one of three takedowns I gave up that whole year in the room. I was oh so pissed. I was so mad because I'm like, it's towards the end of the year, you fucker. Talk about killing my confidence. Well, it obviously didn't kill it because you ended up finishing strong and winning a national title. And uh, I will say that the night after uh, you won the national title, that was a pretty good time, too. From what I remember. Do, do, the fogginess do, do, that I remember. Do you remember being in the. Re- I told this story probably a week and a half ago because uh, we were talking about states. And I took a couple of the Louisville. Shout out to the Leopards, number two in the state. Absolutely. Yeah. To, uh, first. They probably would have won it last year had they not canceled. I, I think they would have. That sucks, though. Yeah. Man, that's awesome. Come that's from awesome where, year. when I was there, we had three qualifiers. <laughs> right. And, uh, you know, that's a big difference. That's awesome. But, uh, anyways, I told him the story about how. We were up in our room and we're having a good time our senior year and we're in the room. I mean, there's probably 40 people in a, in a connected room and they come up and they tell us, "There's you guys got to go. That's it. Right, security you can't have it. It's over. Only so many people could be in here per the fire code. I go, well, how many is that? Jesus. <laughs> well, 10. And I go, whoa, whoa, whoa. Everybody stop. I start counting them. One. Too. And he goes, oh, it was us. <laughs> <laughs> My dad says, is there a room bigger that we can rent? <laughs> yeah, we ended up going into like the convention goes, party room. The guy goes, we for $500, we can go do the you know, room downstairs. That goes, here, let's get this done. <laughs> we went down to a room, empty. Completely empty. All the tables and chairs were up against the wall. Do you remember this? Yeah. Oh and we're like, gosh. just grabbed a bunch of chairs, like brought them out. Like, I don't even need it. And we were and like, 10 the other beer teams comes there. Out. I think at one point us. I put on Volkman's jacket and his glasses. Yes, you and did. I was doing oh, like yeah. the Volker. The, the Volkman impression. And then you made a comment about Rich's sister's boobs, I think. No, that was that was in Florida. Oh. I remember. I'm sorry. <laughs> that might have been every other week since I've met her. <laughs> yeah, really cool. She has really cool stories. She really has really cool boobs. <laughs> That's how it went. <laughs> if you want to remember, her, her yeah, boobs yeah. are cool. He's not. No, I mean, he no, wasn't wrong. I, I no, I mean, her boobs were cool. <laughs> so, anyways, I'm sure they still are. Oh my god, is she listening? Are you out there? Oh my god, why did I come up here <laughs> for this? So, um, hey, junior year, we're out in Iowa, Waterloo, Iowa. Do you yeah, remember? Yeah, All right, yeah. so we get snowed in. Yeah. You guys remember this? We started for like two extra days. We two extra national night. tournament. We're, we're sitting in a room. My playing. GPA took a two-point jump <laughs> thanks to that. It actually went up, the fact that you weren't in class. It went up from zero. <laughs> we, we sat in room playing Euchre for two days. Is that is that an exaggeration? The only before we like, went down and, it is, and like it is saying so, karaoke for like three it, days straight because because the karaoke team was snowed in too. Yeah, luckily. <laughs> the only reason we left was to go next door and 
buy beer. <laughs> we come back with just bags of beer. Like we're we're in three foot of snow. Like oh, we'll make it. We'll make. It. We're wrestlers. I mean, you have no idea. The stage. This was a team of there was I don't know how many guys went to nationals that year, six or seven, and then I know I was there. I don't know if there's too many other guys that traveled all the way out to Iowa, but you've been training, you know, for the last eight months for the season, wrestling hard, whatever. The season ends. And then you're just snowed in in the middle of Iowa for like two extra days with nothing to do. But By the drink way, beer. My, my professors thought it was two weeks. So let's not. <laughs> and not in a city of Iowa, not in any cities. No, this was no, in Waterloo, Waterloo, where there was like two gas stations yeah. and, a, and an arena and a bowling alley. I think we went bowling at one point. Yeah, I don't remember that. <laughs> How'd I do? Well, the bad part was I, pretty, pretty good I wasn't a starter at the time I actually had to drive home with uh, Mike's now in-laws I drove home and the Kessens from Lima and your mom and we had and then the, then the are my in-laws? No, you're, they I were there. Jason was there. You. They almost oh, were. The Samblinets. Yeah, yeah the Samblinets. Yeah, I remember them. And uh, <laughs> we actually got stopped on the way home like the roads were closed. I didn't get home till another day after you guys. Oh my god. So I roll at this point Jim, Mike and myself were all living in a house together. I walk in like probably By the way, 12 to 20 hours good. after them. And can I finish? Yeah, I was just gonna say it took us an extra like few hours too because we missed a flight because we were drunk in the airport. <laughs> so I didn't know that. Go ahead. Yeah. No, but also like your snake died. Yes, it did. This is was that champion? We have yeah. four. We have four more hours of stories. <laughs> Sorry, here. Go ahead. This could be a two-part. So you were on your way. <laughs> no, I said we got we had stopped. The roads were closed because the the weather was so bad on the way home. We had yeah. to spend another night like. We had to drive to Chicago and then drive like an hour south to find a hotel. Jesus. Stay the night. Drive, I drive home the next day, and there's these fucking idiots in our house <laughs> sitting around the, the, the dining room table. And I swear, there was a garbage bag three quarters of the way full of empty beer cans. And then the table was full of beer <laughs> the cans. The table was full of beer cans. They <laughs> had moved since they got home and Philip just kept drinking beer the Shame, entire time. Recycling. <laughs> I mean, we're green. Obviously. I mean, I, mean, yeah. I know you're no doing carbon it. carbon footprint. <laughs> exactly. Earth. We're not going to let our drinking get in the way of the environment. And we still didn't go to class that week. I'm pretty yeah. sure. No, I told, I told all my professors that I had been gone for like three weeks. <laughs> I have COVID. Well, I mean, <laughs> yeah, like no, early, I mean it's an early season. Like, you were you, you kind of were gone. <laughs> I was gone. I was not there. Is it my turn to... <laughs> Yeah, yeah. We're gonna have Kerr on here. At some oh, point, good dude. lord! I've actually talked to Kerr quite a bit lately, and uh, I mean, Kerr was my roommate for two years. Uh, we we traveled when we traveled. We lived together the whole time, and uh, he, uh, that kid, I, I really, I really appreciate his uh, his canter. <laughs> yeah, very. <laughs> it's frank. a good way to put it. Very honest. It, he's also he's he, fun to talk to. That guy can get through into subject, and he. It's fun, yeah. I, I do enjoy him. I there's been times when we we definitely didn't see eye to eye, and you know what though? I'm so glad we rekindled our friendship because he's a good person. Do you remember when he smelled like sour milk for the last part of two years? <laughs> for the better part of two years, <laughs> yeah. He so he he he, he was he, into some supplements. So what he I think what he do with did this, actually all the supplements that were in kicked, our basement. He kicked off the supplement. Um, the supplement drive for John Carroll University. And yeah. I don't know that any of them were illegal, but I know Ultimate Orange was a big part of it. 
<laughs> Ultimate Orange. I remember who Laced was, it was, it was ephedrine. Fed, ephedrine, yeah. And I remember one of the he gave us uh, steel bars. Hey, hey, yeah, stall. steel bars. Here you go, some steel I bars. I forgot about bars. those. And look, I'm what about the goo? Remember the goo we were yeah, eating? Yeah, I mean, we're all drinking. We're all hopped up on everything. Dude, dude, but I do remember this. There was that. And Justin Kerr is no one no one who, from the NCAA is listening here. <laughs> but do you remember this? Justin Kerr, when he makes things, he's in the All-American round. He's like, stall. I may need some of your urine. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know if he was just... You know, he wasn't doing anything illegal, but I mean, he, we were all taking... He was probably walking a fine line, I'm sure. <laughs> but I, I do remember this is like, stall. If it comes down to it... <laughs> and I got to piss in a jar. Uh, like, are you hydrated and can you pee on demand? <laughs> that, was, that was on the van ride in. Did you ever get that comment from me? <laughs> no. I've been accused more than anybody, I think. No, but but I, like, I remember you... that conversation. And at the time, I was like, you know, for John Carroll University, yeah, sure, I'll piss in a cup for you. No problem. So uh, I, ju- I do hey, remember his pee you... was like the most like stinky. Stinky, ever. but it was like a color that I had never seen before. But nobody so he was so by him. I was like, Kerr, what is in that bag? He had like a dead body in he, he that bag? He literally would bring his, his supplements in like a hefty bag. Like, But he was always like discombobulated. Yeah, like, like a, so not organized. Like he'd, he'd forget a knee pad. Like he wouldn't have a bus. shoe. Remember we lost him the in, in oh, uh, yeah. we lost him in, in Do you remember Orlando? Our, our junior year. I remember Jim and I are walking because this is after the kids passed away in Michigan. They were doing the creatine, the right? Creatine. Yeah, and it was the last year they had a chance to weigh in. We had a chance to weigh in the year or a night before. Yes. So like, okay, the coach like, oh, I volunteered all of you guys. You got to go in and weigh in, you know, here and there, and we're going to do a. So Jim and I are walking into weigh, and Kerr was wrestling 167 at the time. You were 177. And he comes to walk out and he grabs a hold of your arm and he goes, Hey, dude, you already weighed in. <laughs> guy goes, Jim's like, What? No, way. Goes, no I didn't. And there's no fucking way I'm walking, I'm walking in right now. I'm walking about to walk, weigh, weigh in right now. He goes, No, 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 no. You already weighed in. <laughs> he goes, I got on the scale and the guy goes, Oh, 193. Okay, thanks, Jim. <laughs> he goes, it's like, I got a lot of weight to lose. Like, I didn't you, know that story. Are you shouldn't be. You remember that? <laughs> yeah. yeah, dude, he was—he was so like the look on his face. Was so so the, yeah, I mean the weigh-ins were just because well, he went for he went that, from one sixty-five to one ninety-seven. But that specific well, night, though, like they were they were just taking weights to just like chart it, it, it wasn't just to the, see yeah. like how many how many pounds people were losing. Yep. Yeah. And so it, did, to, it didn't matter. It wasn't like an official weigh-in. But he weighs. He sits. He's yeah. So they didn't like this. The list wasn't as important and stuff. They were like, oh, who are you? And he stepped on. They're like, oh, 193. Oh, you must be, uh, let me see here. Okay, John Carroll, you got a heavyweight. And you got, oh, that one's, oh, you must be Jim Are Harris. you, uh, you're Mr. Grant Varnum? <laughs> <laughs> so, so, Rich, another funny, funny memory I have is our senior year, you know, we, we got done wrestling. We, that's the thing about wrestling, too. It's like you, you put so much time in working out prior to the season then the season's a grind and you go through it and then you know you, you hopefully accomplish the goals that you want to achieve and then after that ends it's literally like you you have so much pent up like energy just like you're ready to kind of cut loose so there was a, a thing at john carroll we did it was called senior week where they'd always do a trip somewhere and this that year of our senior year happened to be down in myrtle beach 
So me and Shane and a couple other guys. And Mike actually didn't do it because he had to like, make up nope. a fucking class. No, nope. Mike Stahl had to, had to take a couple extra classes that summer. <laughs> so Mike Stahl wasn't there, but I think he did have fun with Shane's car while Shane was at <laughs> in did, Myrtle yeah. Beach. That's another episode. But yeah. Well, and Jim didn't graduate until another semester later. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay, let's we're, we're just splitting hairs at this point, guys. Focus so, on the story. So anyway, anyway we go down. Senior to, year, junior year and a half was a blast. Officially, we're all seniors. Hey, I mean, you're, you're talking about Eslich. Like he started college and hey, 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 hey. Okay, focus on my care. That's why we don't go down this rabbit hole. Rich was a senior because he was over sixty-five. I mean, dude, AARP, man. So stay fast track. Yeah. To fast track the story, we're down in Myrtle Beach, and it happens to be you know the pretty much there's probably a hundred kids from John Carroll. Staying at this hotel right on the beach, all having you know, it's, it's kind of like a spring break. You're just having a crazy time partying. Everyone's you know, kind of letting loose, and it happened to coincide with Bike Week down in Myrtle Beach at the same time. And Rich, you know, loves motorcycles. He grew up riding probably dirt bikes, motorcycles, all that stuff. His his dad loves motorcycles. His whole family's like been into motorcycles. So his dad and a couple of his dad's buddies brought their bikes down. And I've never really driven a motorcycle. I've driven, you know, like ATVs and dirt bikes and stuff, but I've never driven a motorcycle. But Rich asked me another one. Ridden. Let's start there. I've never driven. I said driven, I think. That's correct. You I've, ride, never, ride, I've never, been, I've never been the only person in charge of it. never rode a motorcycle. Yeah. Okay. I've been a passenger on a motorcycle. <laughs> Fucker. <laughs> so, so Rich is like, hey, Jim. It's bike week. My dad's come down with his buddies. We got extra bikes. Like, do you want to take part in this and like tool around? I'm like, I'd love to do it, but like, I, I would I'm not going to drive, drive a motorcycle. <laughs> I'm not going to drive this fucking motorcycle. But I'd like to like just check out the scene. Yeah. So he so I, he's like, that's cool. You know, you can you can come with us. And then another one of our teammates, Ben Halen, was also he was also in the mix. So literally, like Ben and I, who were not would we're not what you would consider bikers. <laughs> Ben's, so, a, I I don't know. Ben's a huge risk taker. So, but literally, <laughs> we went out that morning. So we find out that morning that like Rich is like, hey, it's happening today. Like, are you guys going or not? I'm like, yeah, we're going. So Ben and I like run across the street to like a Myrtle Beach like shit show like you know t-shirt shop and bought like the like harley davidson shirts and like bandanas this is the shirt that said like if you can read this the bitch fell off yeah it was basically <laughs> like, it was basically like literally that, that shirt <laughs> like yeah like we'll take two of those we'll take two of those and one says if you can read this ben fell off <laughs> <laughs> if you can read this, please call Ben's parents because he's fucking probably. He, he just fell off. The fell bike. off a of motorcycle that I was driving. So Rich is like, all right, dude. Like my par- my dad's gonna be here with his buddies at you know ten o'clock. Be ready to roll. So Ben and I, you know, get get our like biker shirts on that we've been owners of for like thirty five minutes. <laughs> put our bandanas on and sunglasses. We had, like luckily we brought a pair of jeans and had some like boots or shoes that weren't just like flip flops and. uh Basically, we rode bitch. Like I rode bitch with Rich for the whole day. I don't even know who Ben was riding with. I think he might have been in a sidecar. <laughs> I don't even know. Is that worse? I don't know. I think I, we. I think we just determined the title of, of Rich's new podcast: "Riding Bitch with Rich." <laughs> so we go. He takes us to these like little rally points where there's all kinds of like shenanigans going on, and I had never experienced it no you, you everybody's doing the peel out like, oh, i remember going to a bar like it wasn't a bar it was literally like there was a big um area it was almost Open like a fair, area it's like yeah. a fairground yep and you could kind of walk around and like buy bike paraphernalia everything's or whatever temporarily 
yeah. erected. So, but in this fairground area, you could buy a box of Winston's. <laughs> you could, great deal too for those. Yeah. But, but there was like a garage that they made into a makeshift bar, and we went in there and like there wasn't like all the beer was just in like a big makeshift bars like, 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 like a trough like a, a feeding farm trough, trough. Yeah. yeah yep and you, you'd give Bunch them a couple bucks for a beer and whatever but then people would drive their motorcycles into this place and then they'd close like the garage door and these guys would just start like peeling out and just literally like launching like melted rubber onto the back side of the wall and the whole place would like be Fill full of the smoke, smoke. And, like you couldn't see anything and everyone was just like yeah it's fucking awesome and and Hale and I were just looking at each other like, what the fuck did we just get ourselves into? Um, we do I, not have a ride home. <laughs> Our ride home just tore its back tire off. I think, so that yeah. tire's flat. And um, Yeah, whatever ride we just we, we thought we had. And Uber wasn't there at the time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you, take no, a, you take an Uber home from a bike rally, you are total giant. No way, no way. They're, like, they're going to have to beat you into the gang if that's the case. At the Rich, answer this question: At the bike rallies, do they have like an Uber version? Of, like, <laughs> they do not. <laughs> yeah, it's just called Harley, and you, you call up. You call bitch. Up, it's yeah, called call bitch. bitch. You want to ride? <laughs> Ass, gas, or grass. No one rides <laughs> yeah, free. That's right. Uh, you don't. You don't. You, we don't charge you your credit card. You either. You either put out, or you give us marijuana, <laughs> or you pay, you fill the tank. Or which, you I fill think, the tank. which I think is fair. And we'll fill the tank is probably the easiest ride. Yeah. Say, which I, option? I think fill. But the as tank. a college guy, like, I don't know if I had enough money to fill the tank um, at that point. So how many tanks did Halen fill on? <laughs> Now, one of the funny... Uh, he blew three guys. <laughs> oh, Ben. That you know of. Ben. <laughs> that I saw. We got to give it... We got to give Ben a chance to be on the show. But, I had, but I had to take the pictures of it. I'd so, love to see Ben. Right so now. that was my... That was I'd how I say Have you guys talked to Ben? I haven't. I think like Jerry Scott... I talked to Ben just him. last year. talked to Ben uh, as I was transitioning from the military. Ben and I talked about um, different career opportunities and everything else. Get, getting ben, into a where bike, is biking. And then Ben uh, said... Is he in Chicago? Yeah, Ben's in Chicago, and uh, I've talked to Roman. He's doing really well, and awesome. uh, he said, "Look, if you really want, um, you know, uh, you know, entry into an industry, get yourself a bandana <laughs> and a Harley <laughs> Davidson T-shirt. Go to and, Geneva on the Lake. And, There's yeah, a couple T-shirt shops. There. Be willing to put yourself out there. <laughs> you, you, that's or be willing to put out. <laughs> it's important. Or be willing to put out and uh, kind of yeah. a flexible." And it was good. It was good career advice, and um, so I'm working for Amazon now. <laughs> have yet to have to blow a guy. So. Yeah. <laughs> so, Rich, I mean, I know you've you've been out to Sturgis before, right? Yes, a couple what, times. What's uh, I mean, and that's one of the biggest bike rallies probably in the country, or maybe even the world. What is like? Is. Uh, what's that like? Is that a next to Tibet? I mean, Tibet does a good bike rally. It does, but it's uh, but it's actually but, uh, bicycle. The weird part <laughs> about the bike rallies are. Uh, these little, I mean, Sturgis, Lots of Sturgis is nothing without the bike rally. Literally, it's it's a we town drove, of, we visited. It's, there. it's one yeah. of those small little it's a town. nothing town. Exactly. Right? So for like a, one and or two weeks a year, it's like four hundred thousand people or more. No, it's a, it's no, a beautiful it's slice of land. About a half a million people come through Not during a from, two week period. Right. Right. And every storefront is literally just rented out. 
every most of the decent houses are completely rented out. I mean, we used to rent a guy's house out, and he'd stay in his garage. He had a he set up his own room. He yeah. was actually a, re- a junior high wrestling coach, and he's like, oh, I don't have a problem with that. If I can make enough money to pay for my house pay for, the, for year. the next three months, yeah, whatever. right? In two weeks, he's like, this is great. This is but, just an opportunity. But uh, it was it's a pretty wild uh, like what kind of situation. crazy shit goes on at Sturgis? You know, how many and it has reduced breasts do you see at a place like that? Only given in an hour per hour, yeah, per <laughs> daylight hour, or breast. nighttime? Because I would got, say we, uh, give me noon to noon to midnight, noon to midnight breast per hour, mm. and we're talking two I'm, at a time. Yeah, hopefully. you can't sure. you can't you can't count each breast. <laughs> Full f- no, I'm, I'm talking pairs. <laughs> God, I hate that my daughters are going to hear this. Uh, but, twelve, uh, twelve is my number. Right, it so one depends if you go to a concert. If you go to a concert, per hour, you, you go to any concert, you're going to yeah. you know obviously it triples. Um, this, so, anyways, uh, it's a beautiful slice of land the, up there. And, it is. And, it's you know that's a cool area too oh because gosh, I mean, it's a geological yeah. capital of the world. I mean, you're looking at Black Badlands, Hills. Black Hills. You know, you're yeah, going absolutely. over to see the... It's uh, Bob Seger country right, that, right straight. there. Like yeah. Rushmore's right over there, right? Yep. Rushmore. Yeah. You've got, got to see uh, that. Crazy Horse. Crazy you've got, Horse. Um, man, you've got everything. It's unreal. Jim and I have been at Crazy Horse. It's a, it's a real... The Needles. You get a ride not, to the Needles. Not that Crazy Horse, Shane. <laughs> oh, sorry. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's actually a monument to it. So it's, I got a monument to a Native American, not a strip club. I'm gonna throw out a. My bad. I gotta throw out a story about my brother and I. We're we're in Eric or John. Eric. Oh. Oh boy. Oh, Eric Eric stories are Eric's my favorite. So my brother right? Eric, who's a fellow redhead. I'm a I'm a redhead. My brother Eric, he's six one redhead. Curly hair. Ex bodybuilder. Big dude. I mean, we we're out we're out there in Sturgis, and we're both in pretty damn good shape. I mean, we're we're talking to some girls and. These girls are like, oh yeah, we'll, go, well, let's go for a ride. And so we get on the bikes and, like, oh yeah, we. So we go riding and we we stop close to our where we're staying. We're like, oh, you guys, you know, gonna come home with us? And like, oh, you know, maybe. And the one girl gets off my motorcycle and my my license plate doesn't have a protector on it. So she lay, she goes to get off. She she rip, picks up her right leg and swipes it over the back, slices her leg oh. wide open. And I'm telling you, like she was twenty open. to twenty-five stitches uh, wide ooh, open. Yikes! We're, we look, my brother and I look at each other. We're we're at a bike rally. So you left her for dead uh, in the middle of a ditch, right? <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> we look, he looks at me. And he, and we, our eyes are huge. <laughs> we're, so you're okay, right? She's like, oh, she grabs me. I think I'm. Wow, we're gone. <laughs> I don't think I ever drove. So- it was horrible. I still feel guilty. You can feel it, Mike. <laughs> we circle. We, we circle the block a few times to see if she was. There was no block out there. Her parents <laughs> over her gravesite. <laughs> that was my. That that little slice of land up there in the Dakotas, man. That is. Uh, it's awesome. That's 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 a beautiful piece of the country. If you haven't been up there, we've been to. Um, luckily, we lived out in Colorado Springs for a little while. We went up to Jackson Hole, 
Went up to uh, Black Hill, South Dakota. Uh, Jackson. He's uh, one of the. One was of the was he okay with that? <laughs> Not Michael. It was Tito. Was he okay? um, was, oh, uh, I was thinking of like the Civil War. I, I thought Jermaine, like, but yeah. never mind. Um, I was thinking Civil War. But man, that Jan- is Janet a, would have been better. That is a phenomenal uh, part of the country. Just it's picturesque and Latoya. You can't think of any better place to ride your bike through. I mean, it's fantastic. No question. My my dad. Now, as I grew up, this is kind of cool. Uh, now, did you, you said you, you said you didn't trailer your bikes up there, or did you? That trip we Cause did. That, cause that's, that trip was because that's like yes. is that frowned no. upon to trail your bikes exactly. like, that's like so? Was, tell that's me about that. Into. Yeah, right. Uh, I mean, a common sticker is uh, trailers are for boats, <laughs> not for bikes. <laughs> yeah. um, boats and hose. Yeah. So uh, my father went to Sturgis, I think, like twenty-two years in a row. Yeah. During that time, I was you know growing up so there was a time when my dad and his friends they were considered the rat pack and he's <laughs> the rat pack of sturges no they were the rat, had, they like were one like black guy that was sammy davis he just had a lazy eye <laughs> sammy davis these guys they have a uh, jewish black eye with him there was a time when we i remember going to like other kids schools during the sturges because they'd be gone for 10 days there was no question that like our parents were always gone in the early August, and if we had if it worked into school, you were definitely going to someone else's school for, until they got home. Oh wow! I mean, it's just how it was, and you you didn't know it. I honestly, I never had any idea that's was different from everybody else in the world. <laughs> like there were nine of us, nine kids, like hanging out, <laughs> like, having a good time. What's up? Where are yeah. your parents at, Sturgis? No, we're all together. Uh, no, yeah, all yeah. of them were at Sturgis. That was a, so there was there was, there was one kid who was like sixteen or seventeen, like, and, and he was the head of the household. <laughs> she, she, that person. Oh yeah, beautiful boobs. Yeah. Cool. Shout out, no, I think they were, was it your sister? <laughs> Shout out. To- hey, <laughs> they were cool, not beautiful, Mike. Now they're beautiful. <laughs> they were. But anyways, they were all sorts uh, of stuff. <laughs> it is. It is like my mom even brings up. She goes, "I've seen pictures of how Dad was leaving and going on trips and." You guys were young. We can't believe it. Like, he went on, he'd go out to Wyoming. They'd get on horseback. And he and six, seven, eight buddies would get on horseback and they'd ride through the mountains for four or five days, find an area, camp out for three days, and then come back 10 days, 11 days later. Like, should, should we feel guilty about like. I don't feel. So we go on golf trips. We go on like whatever. No, and we go on like a number of different things. Like. No, I. That's kind of like, you know, I mean. I think men we need, need to get that, away. Right? I think men like, need some time. No, that's what I'm getting at. Yeah. That's exactly right. what I'm getting at. That is. That needs to be almost reinvented. And not. And it's not just say that, oh, there's men camaraderie because that always. It gets overplayed. It's just the fact that it's a break. And when we come back, we're happier. And if you you let it happen and let it experience a few right. times, it's kind of natural. You see how happy we'll be. Better you dads, we'll be better husbands. We, we we'll appreciate be what we have. We appreciate, and we appreciate the fact that we have that opportunity to go out and do that stuff. And that's what I was when we were on break. We were talking about you know potentially going on something like a West Yellowstone. You go out there and you get the chance to experience it, and you go out there with family. And you, you, you know, every other trip you go with family or you go with just the guys or you, the women make a decision to go out. Dude, that's great. That's awesome. Right. You have to have that camaraderie. But the women, and that's, that's the that women should never go out, right? I mean, the women should never, ever leave the home. 
and that's but i think it's weird i don't think men are physiologically made up to just like go to work come home be with the kids go to work I mean, like they need to get on a, like break. a walkabout almost like I, I feel like it's in our dna it's not a, and, and frankly it's not a man thing like you know the ladies out there need the same it, thing they need their, there's no they doubt need their release and they there's need, no doubt but i think men in general like don't they don't have that quote-unquote like motherly instinct to like need to be around all the time and if they're around all the time they go berserk or feel like they're gonna go yeah. berserk i think that when they men if you come home to the house and somebody has been running that house you come home and all of a sudden you're not the authority and i think that affects men in an emotional way yeah, yeah and yeah, i yeah, think sure. that is what you're getting at because they come home and you're like oh wait whoa whoa, whoa. i'm the second in charge now because stuff goes here because I wanted to put it there, and now it goes here. It's supposed to go here. Yeah, I will tell and, you. Uh, I, and I think, I you see what I'm home, saying? I'd come, home, come home from a year in Iraq, come home from a year in Afghanistan, you come home and you're like, oh my God, I'm meaningless in this house. Like, I I don't run the roost. Oh, that, I don't, went, that went a lot farther than I was going, but yes. No, but, but yeah, absolutely. That was the idea, right? Oh, right. But, no, but the, the right. idea is still the same. Is you're that right. It you just come home and you're like, oh moment, my God, this... Do you mean to tell me this family moved on without me? Like, how'd that how, happen? How did they get along without my presence here in this house? You mean this is where we store the Tupperware now? This is this is insane. This is, <laughs> this is how your family makes it every time we do a podcast for like two or three hours. They're yeah, they're fine. Exactly. Like they haven't all hung themselves. How is this possible? How did they get by? Why aren't they? Me? Why aren't they just crying all the time because yeah. they're not here? Oh my god. To your point. I mean, I came home from from those deployments after being gone for 12, 13, 14 months at sometimes. And it's just like, you're you, not the boss. Yeah. What do you, uh, Melissa, um, the kids aren't listening to me. <laughs> and she's like, yeah, you haven't been around for a little while. Uh, so, which room do I pee in? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's kind of like, uh, you know, can, can, can I put my towel here? But also you, you get I think I can. But in the long run, you get a tremendous sense of pride for you know the women in your life that have That's, kept that thing running and you're just like oh gosh i you know and you can, you, you I, realize I, like geez oh my oh my gosh like i can't believe like the you know the fact that you've kept this on uh, you know this whole thing on their feet and 95 percent of it is thankless <laughs> yeah right, right seriously doing doing the dishes that's freaking thankless as shit it's sweeping thankless, yeah sweeping it's thankless i want to make an official <laughs> announcement i will not be driving home tonight <laughs> maybe now's a good time to call your wife and tell her that are I we at not. the point where we want to talk five questions with rich i think here? so at the end of every podcast rich we do five questions but the cool thing about this is that the five questions yes. aren't you know you're going to ask them first person and we made these questions up for you we're going to answer them for you. We're going to answer them for you. You don't even have to answer them. You just ask yep. us. You just read the question. That's it. You read it. We, we tell you your but we answer. answer what you're, we say what your answer and is going to be to that question. Rich, you don't talk about it. Yeah. You, you, don't, don't, you don't even have to do easy, anything easy other thing. than here's, you have to read the, the Can you read? Do you think you can still thing? read at this point? 
Okay, he's thinking. If Shane Shane can read, <laughs> one of us will you. read it for you if we have to. All right, here we go. Here uh, we're gonna hand you a list of questions here off the Warren Pump and Supply uh, Company paper that we've we uh, is big. They might be our sponsor next. So, Rich, without further ado, question number one: What do you got? Here's the mic right there. If you can't read again, Shane will. He's like me to read that for you. Where did I get the name Big Red? There you go. Um, I think you got the name Big Red from your obsession with gum that's also named Big Red. And as a kid... No, you no, had, no. Keep your pants on. Yeah, there's no reason to take your pants off. As a kid, your breath smelled super... Oh, boy. I did it the wrong way. <laughs> your, your breath was horrible, so you started eating gum, and Big Red was your flavor of choice, and that's what you did all the time. That's, that's my answer, Mike. What do you think? It's a tough one because... There's not a lot of physical attributes that lend themselves to this nickname, so I would uh, I would wonder I would wonder if maybe his middle name is Clifford, and he's uh, the big the, red dog. The big red dog. <laughs> so I yeah. So the uh, so really? I think Clifford the big red dog is one that I would I would maybe think is the 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 answer here shane go ahead i'm gonna say he's a he's a large always been a large man and if i look at him right now face very red it might have to do something with what happens as a reaction to uh whiskey or alcohol of some sort big guy red color red hair big red all right all right number two number two rich what do you got uh what is the stop best? reading them ahead of time by the way the questions Oh, it's hard when you hand me a paper with five questions. I mean, I don't think it was a person alive that can't. But uh, anyways, what is the best thing I've ever wrecked? Oh, wow. <laughs> I would say before you were gluten-free, you wrecked a pair of underwear. Mike? Or two. Or three. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I'd say. All right. What's, you did. What's, we get, we're running short. I what's did. question number three? Okay. Oh, come on. Oh, you don't like question number three, Rich? I... No, I didn't even look at it. Oh, I thought you didn't like question three. <laughs> Have I ever cock-blocked anyone? Mike, I'm just going to let you Straight I did. Mike, I'm just going to let you take it. I cock-blocked Mike Stahl <laughs> so hard with Brenda. Brenda? Oh, she was, was cute. Any, uh, was so there was... Is Brenda? So was I'll it, answer was there any Brenda? Uh, I'll answer this one for the show. Her name was, was Brenda. It? Yeah. We were... I was, I was the designated driver for this... For this particular weekend, how OJ. How designated were you? Kind of designated. Half. <laughs> About half. <laughs> I was half as drunk as Rich, so I drove his Bronco home. So Bronco. So Rich's Bronco had a full OJ Bronco. Yeah, yeah it wasn't OJ Bronco. <laughs> so Rich's uh, Rich's truck had a full full front uh, bench seat, and Rich <laughs> and. Um, uh, Brenda was this young lady. I that, remember this like it was yesterday, <laughs> which is crazy because you're and barely this is, awake. This is 100 percent correct. <laughs> so Rich, uh, I'm driving Rich and uh, uh, Brenda's Brenda, this young lady, gorgeous. Was, yeah, she's, she was. She was so good looking. I mean, she was very, so hot. So she's a, she's a good looking lady, and uh, the bench seat. Uh, subject comes up as Rich is Rich is sitting on the passenger side of the Bronco. Brenda and I are she's sitting in the middle seat, and I'm sitting on the uh, I'm driving home 
from Lee Road, which doesn't give us a whole lot of time. But um, <laughs> but what she what she brings up is, boy, you know, this is an interesting. Like, uh, you know, bench seat, you know, it lends itself to you know certain sexual sexual things, like things like roadhead and, and what have you, and whatnot. And um, I'm like, yeah, you know, that's an interesting thing about, uh, you know, uh, Roadhead. I've never, you know, participated in such an act. And just as I'm saying that, and as she says, oh, is that is that a fact? Oh, I've never, I never realized that, uh, Mike Stahl. You, you're a semi-handsome man, and maybe I wouldn't mind performing this act on you. Rich passes out from the passenger seat across both of our laps and lays his head in my lap, and I'm like... Richard, no. Well, because I think like leading up to that though, didn't didn't Rich? Didn't you have like a little thing with Brenda? Like you were hoping to like no? Who knows? Who knows? But he destroyed no. our future together. No, that's CB. not true. Yeah, I mean, true. didn't you think that she was a nice girl you'd like to date? Maybe for night. No. <laughs> for, Brenda was an attractive woman. Yes. That's okay. Not, we we that that, that that we can't argue about. So no, there's that. I, I, it had nothing to do with me. No, it was just poor timing on your on your part. <laughs> Richard, Richard decides to pass out across my lap <laughs> at at the cusp, at the I, precipice I think, of Rhoda. I think at this point, Mike knows I was out. There was <laughs> we took a we took a we took a wrong turn down Washington. Mike was 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 I Mike, able Mike to, was circling the block for a half hour. Michael was I able to communicate I made several other hard left turns. <laughs> Michael was my was my body able to respond? No, Did no, I have any ability? No, it was dead weight. I'm sure it was dead weight Dude, at that was, point. But yeah, it was. That, this was not a cock block. This was this is a road. It was an unfortunate experience. Yes, it was cockblock. <laughs> All right. What's not? What's the next question? Number four. Number four. Somebody four made to read a, that. Four A or four B? Oh, you have two. It's a two-parter. It's a two-parter, Rich. So which one? Hey, let's start with A. What is my spirit animal? <laughs> I got this. Buffalo. I've seen you interact with a buffalo. Oh, you guys are a, very very one. close. Mike, I, yeah, yeah, Shane stole mine. I was gonna say a buffalo. Your parents sure had buff. I mean, you guys raised buffalo, down. right? I'm gonna say Rich's spirit animal is a. You know, I listen. Also, Rich, listen, no, 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 Rich, I'm, Rich, Rich, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna say I would say buffalo 99 of the time, but I've changed. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna see if I can guess only it. because of the last month, and that's not a disrespect. I'm gonna say to Rich's man. spirit animal is a. Billy don't, goat. Don't doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> Do we have a question? What's part two two of this question? I think we just go right to five. <laughs> five. <laughs> All right. Billy goat. <laughs> Number five is kind of funny. Let's just let's just do it. Sorry, Rich. <laughs> Cheers. I, I am drinking whiskey. Come on. I got an empty glass. I can't. I got you, Mike. All right. We are looking at uh, question number five. <laughs> do my drapes. Match the carpet. <laughs> You're goddamn right it does. All right, there so you go. We're, we're going to finish folks. out strong. And I want to tell you people out there, there ain't a better sport than wrestling out there. Thank God yeah. for wrestlers. Cheers to that. Cheers to that. Well, Rich, Shane, this has been quite a show. 
But it's been awesome. I think we got awesome. a lot of good this stuff. This is a record. Mike, I don't know about you, but this this kind of was wow, huh? Rich, 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 you have wild. a Wreck It Ralph. You got you have a website or no? Wreck It Ralph. Wreck It Rich. <laughs> Son, we live in a world that has demo. <laughs> Do you have a website? Do you have or a no? website we can talk about and like we can put absolutely out? not. Do you have a phone okay. number? I do. All right, I'll post their phone That's number. Hot. Wreck It Rich. If you guys any anybody needs any uh, anything wrecked. Three three zero eight hundred six zero six two. Any demo uh, at Cutting Wade on Instagram, Twitter. Things, things are going awry at this point. <laughs> All right, all the crown rails almost gone. This is our record podcast, Mike. Yeah, I'm gonna play us out here. Please, guys- we have an email, but don't even email us about this one. <laughs> Go ahead, Mike. Play have us a, out. Have a good night. Come on, good Mike. night, everyone. Thank you. Thanks, Rich. Mike. We love you. Right. She was making yeah. for the trades on the outside.